Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Intersom, and welcome to today's show. Today is part three of our creativity series, entitled Five Ways to Overcome Creativity Blocks. Hello, everyone. So we're finally at the spot where if you break down, what do you do next? (laughs) And we're going to have some wonderful tips today to help you over those rough patches. That's right, Bill. We are going to have some ideas for people who have reached an impasse in their creativity. We know that neuroscientists have been reporting for at least the last 10 years that 95% of the time we are operating from our pre-programmed subconscious mind rather than our conscious mind. The subconscious works against us. That's why we want to talk today about how to overcome those creativity blocks that we incur as a result of that subconscious mind getting in our way. It's not something we're conscious of. How can we address that? Well, the biggest part of the problem is that the subconscious mind, so again, the biggest part of the iceberg sitting below the surface of the water, is not the creative, inspired, God-infused part of our being. It's a very, very important part, and it certainly does a huge job for us, day in, day out, moment by moment even. It really operates on automatic. So from birth to, say, around age seven, it is constantly downloading information from its surroundings. So from your parents, from your grandparents, if you had any, from your other family members, from siblings, and from your culture at large. And certainly, when you get to age seven, you have to include the school and going out from your home into a totally foreign environment where you're subject to all kinds of new influences, both from teachers and also from other classmates. This could also include your spiritual development in your church, that sort of thing. Anything you're exposed to up to age seven is forming that subconscious. And certainly, it's helping to form judgments. Now, judgments help when you interact with anything in the physical. The stove is hot, so don't touch it. That's the judgment. So the subconscious who regulates a lot of that is a very important part of the overall mind-body experience. You constantly reassess and change your conscious ideas and concepts regarding what you want in life. Unfortunately, your pre-programming decides a lot about what you actually get. Basically, it runs you 95% of the time. So, obviously, we need to reprogram the subconscious to match the conscious desires that you're now wanting to expect. If you ever expect to successfully create your own version of what you desire, it's important to figure out a way to reprogram what's in that 95% of the brain. It's basically acting as brakes or stoppers. So it's important at this stage in your life, when you are aware of the fact that it could be stopping you and you're trying to advance your creativity, that you take a look in that area. Up to that point, 
oftentimes you don't care or it doesn't get in your way. But if you're having blockages in your creativity, more than likely, old judgments that got lodged in your subconscious are basically standing in the way. When everything that you want is right in front of you, your mind doesn't wander in search of something else. When it's totally satisfied, you're in harmony with what you're experiencing at the moment. These are peak experiences, and we feel great when this happens. Absolutely. Question is, how do we make it happen more often? Or on demand. Exactly. The moment that you start thinking again, however, your subconscious goes back into control. Here's an example. You could be thinking, you could be talking on the cell phone, or you could be talking to a seatmate in the car, and you're driving the car. But you're not thinking about every little nuance of controlling the wheel. Basically, you don't just drive straight. You have to constantly access the wheel and move this way and that way and watch for other cars on the road. Your subconscious does all of that for you while you're thinking or conversing. Now, the reason for that, and this is probably a little bit of what's needed to change the subconscious in order to allow these new creative conscious information that we want to begin flowing freely and forming the life that we desire, the thing that took place is that out of habit, over and over and over again, you implanted into the subconscious mind all of the methods for driving the car. Now it knows how to do it without you consciously thinking about it. This very often is one of the methods used to alter the subconscious programming. You do it by repetition. So you have to input creative consciousness information or creative consciousness techniques and input them over and over and over again. Like you're training yourself to be creative. It doesn't seem like you would need to do that, but it is important the older that you get just the same as you did when you were learning to drive a car. Exactly. Now, we need to take just a sec to thank one of our sponsors. But when we come back, we're actually going to give you those five methods that we talked about to help alter your subconscious programming. Or, as we said, five ways to overcome the creativity blocks. So, we'll be back shortly. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, we do want to begin talking about these methods of altering your subconscious programming, and we've chosen methods that are not costly. These are things that you can research. We're going to tell you what they are, but you can certainly find them in books and very easily locate information about them that won't cost you much. We did that on purpose because we want you to all have access to this information and begin using it. And surely, Every single one of them are available on the internet for free as well. Many of them have supporting YouTube videos, which are very well done and very explanatory and fun to watch. Now, as I mentioned, it's been about 10 years or more since this information became widely available to the public. So many, many methods have been springing up for dealing with this issue. 
The first one, and some of you may be very familiar with this, is affirmations. Affirmations is repetition of positive statements, declaring the changes that you wish to see is already existing in the present, and continuing onward. Now, the queen of affirmations, if you will, is Louise Hay, and she has actually built a beautiful publishing business from the simple start of providing affirmations for other people. This goes back about 25 or 30 years. You can find her at hayhouse.com, and you can also find many of her affirmation YouTube videos on the internet in a variety of different topics. So some for health, some for success, some for happiness, some for adding things like money to your life. Just check her out, and I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised. Also as an adjunct to affirmations is reading positive literature. Once again, this is flooding your belief system with information that confirms your own positive belief systems. So if you're continuously exposing yourself to positive literature and affirmations, over time, this will have an impact on your subconscious thoughts. Now, just some examples here is Canfield and his Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Ogmandino's stories written back in the 50s or so, the classic book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, which has been, oh, gee whiz, a number one seller for 70 years or more. (laughs) Yeah, the beginning of the law of attraction. And those are things that are readily available. You can find them any day of the week. Also, there are many, many, many authors now who are writing new thought material that is positive. Absolutely, Kira. Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. These are all people that fall in that genre. Now, our second method of altering your subconscious programming is hypnosis. Now, to make this free, you would use what we call self-hypnosis as opposed to using a practitioner. You can also use a practitioner. But you could certainly use self-hypnosis. Using hypnosis is a technique to drop your mind into a slower brainwave, a theta wave in particular, that will more easily accept new programming. So you can use subliminal recordings to help reinforce your self-hypnosis. You can actually read it out loud from a pre-prepared text. And this would be somewhat similar to an affirmation, only you would be giving yourself actual self-hypnosis instructions to calm and quiet your mind and quiet your body and reduce your own personal stress. But it's a very effective technique. You can also find it today in what we call NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming. So that's kind of like a new naming convention to the old word hypnosis. And there are many, many, many variations of NLP. And again, many YouTube videos that you could just put on and play and relax for 15, 20 minutes or half an hour. Another way of doing this is to listen to recordings as you're going to sleep at night, because as you go to sleep, you quite naturally will begin to slow the brainwaves down. And eventually, before you go into the sleep state, you go through a theta wave state. In this state, you more easily do accept new programming. So you can play subliminal recordings as you're going off to sleep at night. It's a very good way to do it without very much effort. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Also, when you go to a hypnotist, a lot of times they will give you a recording of the script that they're using while you're in your hypnosis session, and you can replay that recording for reinforcement of what they've done with you. Absolutely. And it's surprisingly affordable. But again, self-hypnosis is free, and that's the most affordable of all. Now, the third thing that we want to mention is energy tapping. Many of you may have seen some YouTube presentations on this. You can certainly find it on YouTube, and they have some wonderful presentations there. And what this is, is tapping along specific energy meridians in succession as you acknowledge your current limitations, the things that you're not able to break free of, that you're aware of. Then you subsequently replace the old belief systems with new ones as you're also continuing to tap along these meridians in succession. You begin changing and rebalancing the subconscious to reflect your conscious beliefs. This can be done quickly, very quickly. In fact, many people claim that in one session they've changed their beliefs. Of course, you can continue to do it to reinforce the changes. Now, as we mentioned in our last podcast, and we mentioned several times in the past, oftentimes it takes 28 to 30 days to instill a new habit. So we would suggest that you would continue doing any of these different methods for at least that long in a daily activity. Now, you can also find energy tapping in what's called EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique. So both of those two names call the same technique into being. That's right. That's just another way of saying it. The Emotional Freedom Technique, and it sometimes is known by that also on YouTube. So Kira and I have been working with energy tapping lately, and we have been listening to a couple of different YouTube videos. One is by Nick and Jessica Ortner. They do an energy tapping series of different videos. Then we also like to listen to Margaret Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H. And she does some wonderful energy tapping videos on creating wealth and also coming into agreement with selling your skills, basically, or being available to receive from your own personal gifts and abilities. That also helps you break down some blockages. We would suggest check either one of those out. And then there's probably several others that are quite good with the energy tapping We just haven't explored as many, but we definitely like those two sites. We actually have a couple of books, too, on these topics, and we'll list those on our website along with this podcast so that you can see which ones we use. One of the things about energy tapping is that when you discover you have an issue, perhaps it's a health issue or, as Bill mentioned, maybe an inability to feel free when you're trying to sell something to someone If you feel squeamish or if you have these kind of issues, there may be a subconscious reason for that. So you can use this energy tapping as a way to address these issues. People use it for many different things. And of course, health issues very often are caused by subconscious things that we are unaware of. You can begin tapping on these issues regardless of whether or not you are aware of them. If you have something showing up in your life that's a block, Chances are there's something in your subconscious that's creating that. Absolutely, Kira. So true. Now, we need to take another break to thank our second sponsor, 
But when we come back, we're going to talk about methods four and five for altering your subconscious programming. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, we do want to discuss a couple more methods that won't cost you anything that you can learn about either online or in books. And we want to just discuss what they are and address them very briefly here so that you'll get an idea of what they can do for you. The fourth method is chakra energy clearing. This in some ways works along the same lines as energy tapping because you are using energy areas of the body. You're using a combination of positive affirmations along with various energy clearing movements along the chakra center energy meridians of the body as they relate to your emotions and your physical expressions of your individual experience. You can begin tapping or wiping certain energy channels that may make imprinting the subconscious more easily achieved. And there are seven chakras in your body. So this technique employs all seven in various stages. You clear different types of issues with the different placements of the different chakras. So your chakra in your pelvis area is usually the first one they work with, and then you move up through eventually getting to the top of your head. Or you may just work on a particular chakra that deals with the energy of the concept that you're having problems with. If you're having problems with money, you might work on the solar plexus area. It depends on what you're working on, which area you would want to clear the most. Right. These things can be learned and they can be learned and used quite readily. And once you learn them, you can do it yourself. You don't really need a practitioner to help you. Absolutely. And again, YouTube videos are a great place to start because not only do they teach you what you need to know, but they actually physically show you where you should be putting your hands, how you should be making the movements, and give you an example of some of the things that you would be saying while you're working through this. And I encourage you to keep an open mind. Some of these things sound a little woo-woo and a little strange. For example, the energy tapping, when I first heard about it, I thought, wow, that's intriguing, but it sure sounds kind of weird. And it seems really strange to think that you could sit down and change something about yourself just by tapping these little points along the meridian points. I didn't quite get it, but you start doing it and you will see results. And it's just miraculous in some ways. You really can't believe it, but it's age-old information. You're getting it very clearly, and it's free. So why not try it? I mean, you've nothing to lose. Absolutely. Now, the fifth method, and our last one for this podcast, is called rapid eye movement. Now, this is not like when you're sleeping and you're having rapid eye movement in your dreams. This is something that you're actually initiating yourself. Now, this ties in very, very closely to a podcast that we did last fall 
And that was done in our Healthy Tips podcast series. It was kind of almost a book report in a way because we were commenting on a book called Walking Your Blues Away. So you might check out that podcast because we really cover it in depth in that podcast. Rapid Eye Movement or Walking Your Blues Away is a means of rebalancing and retraining the mind on a very deep subconscious level. It uses your alternating left and right hemispheres of the brain. That's where the rapid eye movement comes in. You can have somebody move their finger back and forth. You can have them move a pen back and forth. And you follow this object with your eyes. So your eyes are moving back and forth, back and forth. And as they move back and forth, the brain is being forced to hand over control from the right hemisphere to the left and back to the right and back to the left. And just this action of doing that helps the brain dislodge some of the things that might have gotten stuck in the subconscious. You actually began to think through old limiting beliefs while this is taking place. This happens to allow the brain to heal and release that sad or harmful situation that has kind of got you stuck. So walking your blues away has to do with actually walking But keeping this idea of whatever is bothering you, say you had a fight with someone and you want to clear that, or someone cheated you and you want to clear that, or you hurt someone else and you want to clear that, and you keep a picture in your mind's eye of this event while you're walking, and as your right arm is swinging forward and your left arm is swinging back, you think about it, and then your left arm swings forward and your right arm swings back, and you think about it. And this alternate of your leg positions, your arm positions, is causing the same effect as if you were sitting in a chair and having someone put this pen back and forth. So you don't need someone else. You can just go out for a walk. And again, we talk about it in depth in our podcast called Walking Your Blues Away. So take a look for that one. Right. There's been a lot of research done recently about techniques for using and rebalancing the whole brain. And when you do that, the brain is more receptive to new information. In fact, the brain learns more quickly when you're operating from a balanced brain. So this is a way of balancing the brain, and it's so easy to do. Walking is something that we all readily do anyway, so why not use it as a method of rebalancing and retraining on issues that are holding you back? And clearing your blockages. <laughs> so. so this is just another idea. We love it, and we've tried all of these things, and all of these we find very useful. This is just our experience, and we're sharing it. I think that's our show for today, Bill. Absolutely, Kira. And I hope that our listeners got some really interesting ideas that may help them get unstuck, because every now and then we all seem to get stuck. We sure do. Bill, I want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience Podcast. There you'll also find all of our podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids Podcast and today's podcast, The Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts 
and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 